Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 68 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and CoCPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer. We have referenced Traction by Gino Wickman in prior episodes, but we wanted to focus today on what exactly that book is about. Traction is a book about the EOS, which is the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And we have invited a certified EOS implementer on the show today to talk about how you can leverage these tools as a business owner to grow and achieve your goals. So before we welcome our guest, I want to first introduce someone you all know already. She is partner at PJS and CoCPA's virtual CFO and CPA, Jamie Staley. How's it going, Jamie? It's going great. I'm excited to be here and talk more about the Traction Book and EOS. It's proven to be really beneficial for us and our firm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to diving in. Great. And our guest today has always been an entrepreneur. With more than 25 years of experience, she knows a lot about business and people. As a certified EOS implementer and the global community leader at EOS Worldwide, she has helped over 110 entrepreneurial companies and their leadership teams gain traction and achieve their vision by mastering the simple concepts and practical tools she will be sharing with us today. We are very happy to welcome CJ Dubay to the show today. Welcome, CJ. Uh, thank you so much, Megan and Jamie, for having me. This is just so much fun and a pleasure to be here. And you're, we're talking about my favorite subject, so it should be a good time. Well, we're like I was said in you know when we were prepping to start recording, we are very excited to have somebody that knows what they're talking about because we're <laughs> we've been going through this and you know we're it's a learning opportunity for us with each thing that we're going through. You know, we'll read a section of the book and start to implement it and then go back to the book. So it'll be great to pick your brain and share just an overview of what this is with our listeners. Happy to, happy to. So the first thing I want to share is that we focus on three things. We focus on vision, traction, and healthy. So vision from the perspective of getting everyone 100% on the same page, moving in the same direction. And that's not only where you're going, but how. How are you going to get there? So if you have 10 employees, it's 10 out of 10, all knowing where you're going, how you're going to get there. You have 200 employees. It's all knowing where you're going and how you're going to get there. And then traction really is that execution and results and making things happen. Okay. Healthy is about being a healthy, cohesive leadership team, all working together for the greater good of the business. And to be honest, Megan, sometimes that's the hardest part. Mm. That's where it's like always a little bit of a push pull to get a leadership team all 100% on the same page. It's not that they don't each have their own ideas. It's just typically if I have a team of seven and I took each one individually, they have little variations of what that vision is. So everything we're doing with the leadership team is getting everyone 100% on the same page so they can then take it to all of the employees in their business. Yeah. And I think that's really what we've seen in our own 
organization, even implementing our, it ourselves, not yeah. only to you know our clients and helping them with some of these tools, but Jamie Staley, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about some of the value that we've seen just you know, in a nutshell. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about our experiences personally with it? Yes. Uh, it's interesting that you mentioned like the leadership team. We have a team of about five of us. We did a lot of the traction as just the three owners that we have. So um, mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to get kind of that agreement and, you know, where are we going with only three? But you're right. Everybody has a slightly different take on things. And so that can be challenging and trying to get you to just that one place. So you know, one of the benefits we found early on was just clarity of goals and what are our goals Mm -hmm. and what are we trying to achieve? And so I think we all in general know, but just to have them on on paper and just know what we're trying to do, you know, what's the map to get there and following along within the traction book, it just gives you a lot of great steps of what's next, what should you be thinking about? If you've gotten this one put together, here's the next thing. And so I think just having the the process and that EOS yeah. system really helps give us a lot more clarity and where we're going to your point and, and getting us on the same page. And if we're not, how do we get us there? That's awesome. How do we make that so that we can all be on the same page? Yeah, the EOS model, Entrepreneur Operating System, is made up of six key components. And the six key components, I can run through them at a high level and maybe go back a little bit on tools. But vision, like I said, from the perspective of getting everyone 100% on the same page, the people component is really about getting great people in your organization. We've heard the saying, great companies have great people, right? But the reality is a great person for the company down the street is not a great person for you. So making sure you're all aligned and what that looks like. The data component ultimately is about taking all the subjective out. I spent uh, 30 years of my life kind of in a sales and and in the placement industry. And I would have many a salesperson and they go, oh, yeah, I'm going to make my month. And I'd laugh and I'd go, okay, show me the numbers, right? And they never quite aligned. So I view it as let's take the emotion out a little bit because the numbers always tell us a story. Once you've got that vision component and the people component and the data component all humming, all these things start to bubble to the surface, which leads you to issues. And issues is really just about getting things out of, our, out of your head and kind of moving towards a solve, but it's, it's not a negative term. We all want to think it's a negative term, and it's really not. It's an idea, opportunity, as much as it is a concern, problem, obstacle. Then you have the fifth component, which is processes. And as owners, leaders, managers, you know what? We are really good at getting stuff done, but we're not always good at getting everyone doing it the same way. Mm-hmm. Yep, so true. So we want to be able to work hard on the process component. And then finally, there is the traction component, which is execution results and making things happen. As Gina Wickman would say, vision without traction is hallucination. I was going to, yes, I saw that in one of your speaking engagements and I loved that. (laughs) I was just like, oh yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. (laughs) That's a great Gina quote. Um, (laughs) Each one of the six key components ultimately has two tools in it. So each one of them has two tools in it. And so, I mean, I can go back through the model if you'd like and talk about the two tools a little bit. Yeah. At a high level. 
That would be great. And then we can always talk about implementation as well. But so the vision component, the first tool is what we call the eight questions. So Jamie, when you were referencing goals and things like that, that is part of it. But the vision component, the, the vision part of it is a tool we call the VTO, Vision Traction Organizer. That's the eight questions. The first question is core values which is characteristics that describe your business, getting everyone 100% understanding what those values are so you're all moving in the same direction. Core focus is really defining what is your sweet spot, what do you do better than anyone else, and being aligned in what's your passion, why you do what you do, and what's your niche, which really ties into what you do. Then you have what we call the 10-year target, the 10-year target is just your big long-range goal, so it's anywhere from 5 to 30 years. It's just on average our clients choose 10 years, and then what's the one big thing you want? Marketing strategy is taking that simplified approach to your marketing strategy. It's got four key things in there. What's your target market? Identifying what that is for you. What are your three uniques or differentiators that make you different than your competition? And then there's a proven process. Do you have a proven process for doing business? And then some businesses have a guarantee and some businesses don't. So if you liken it to FedEx, FedEx guarantees your package at 10 a.m. the next day, right? Do you have a guarantee? Not every business does. 50% do, 50% don't. So then you have the three-year picture. And I always say not to go all zen on you or anything, but through your ability to get things out of your head and onto paper the universe comes around and helps you to get stuff done. So it's really saying three short years from now, where are you going? Are you going to get there? That's your vision page. So that's the beginning of those eight questions. The final three questions is traction page, which goes right to that one-year plan. So it's really saying, what do you want your revenue to be in 12 months? What do you want your profit to be? And then what are you measuring? What are the one to two key measurables you're going to have? and deciding on what are the three to seven most important goals for the year. So most important goals. Identifying what those goals are as a leadership team, being on the same page, ensuring that you're writing them smart. And what I mean by smart is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. We've probably all heard this before, right? Another way of saying is what does done look like? Being crystal clear on what done is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you go to rocks, which is the next question. And rocks, the term comes from Steve Covey's book, First Things First, and ultimately popularized by Vern Harnish as well. But it's really saying living your business on a 90-day world, right? So 90 days at a time, thinking through those goals for the year and then living your business on a 90-day world. Again, narrowing it down to the three to seven, not the 23 things you want to get done in a quarter, but what are the three to seven most important things you want to get done? Issues list is just about getting things out of your head onto that paper so you know what you're going to tackle and how you're going to solve it to move it forward. That's the eight questions that make up the VTO in the vision component. The second tool in the vision component is what we call shared by all. So that's the 40 out of 40, all knowing the answers to the questions. So you're all going in the same direction. Okay. So obviously the vision component is a super big part <laughs> of what e makes up EOS. Right. But then right. the next part though, really is the people component. 
And once we did, we did a survey from all of our clients and asked them what the most important component was to them. And 82% of them said the people component, because of course, that's where a lot of our frustration comes from, right? Right. And it's not just employees, it's leadership team members, it's owners, it's employees, it's vendors, it's clients, it's people. In our companies, we want to be able to get the right people in the right seat. So there's a couple of exercises that we do to get right people. Right people ties directly back to core values. Right seats, the tool is called an accountability chart, help you identify what that is for your business, the right accountability, the right seats, structure first, people second. Then you've got the data component, which is building yourself a scorecard. Scorecard is, is 13 weeks at a glance. So again, back to that 90-day world is really focusing in what are we measuring, who owns that measurable, and then what is the goal for that measurable, measuring every week, what is it, what is it, and then looking at it three, 13 weeks at a glance so you can see the trends that are happening in your business. Right. I like what you said about taking the emotion out of it too. You can't argue with the numbers. You know, they are what they are. And yes. having that measurement that you're looking at on a regular, consistent basis too, that is huge. Absolutely. And then that just tells us a story, right? Right. Yep. And having each person own the goal and the measurable that's the key thing is every seat, if you think of your accountability chart, mm -hmm. which is like an org chart on steroids, right. every seat, in every seat, there's at least one number. Every employee owns at least one number in the seat. It's a simple example as, gosh, the receptionist needs to answer the phone in two rings, which I realized a little antiquated in our virtual world. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, still. I, I know that, I mean, just being able to assign and delegate to people too is huge. And I know Jamie Staley, one of her favorite parts in the book, and she was, she, she included this in the, the outline was the monkey story. Yes. <laughs> so I want to talk about yeah. that real quick because it was just something that sure, happy to. entertaining yeah. and fun. I feel like it really, it really resonates with you though, because you know, as the business owner and as you, we have so many different things to do. We're trying to help clients. We're trying to help our team. We're yeah. trying to do a lot of different things. And that really like struck a chord. I was like, that is so true. There's certain people on our team back to right seats, you know, right people on the right seat. There's certain people yeah. on the team that come in and want to give me their monkey. And, you know, then there's, you know, you know, I can let you explain the monkey analogy, but you know, the theory is you have, you know, a certain number of monkeys playing in your room, you know, you got it all under control and someone brings another monkey into the room and now there's more monkeys and you it's, you know, it's also like juggling the balls in there, right? Like you can only juggle and do so much. And so that really like hit home. And I was like, I feel that with certain people and it just, you know, makes you really, you know, go back to that accountability chart are those people the right people? Because if they're causing me to have more work and more stress and more, you know, things to juggle, then that's not helping where, where we're mm -hmm. trying to go. So, you know, I don't know if you have any stories about that whole, you know, where that came from or, you know, how people take yeah. that, but I, I yeah. totally felt like yeah. <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. I know the feeling. Well, the key is though it's the one minute manager meets the monkey is the name of the book. And ultimately, when we're teaching leadership, management, and accountability, 
it's really leadership plus management equals accountability. And there's a whole exercises that we teach around that. The theory of the book is ultimately employees, managers come into the leaders and they bring these monkeys in with them or they bring a monkey with. And what they're doing is they're walking into your office or they're calling you on the phone or they're going on Zoom nowadays, (laughs) right? And they want you to solve the problem for them. So ultimately, the key is you as a leader, make sure they are walking out the door with their monkeys. They are not leaving them all on your shoulders. So a good technique is what's the issue? How do you think we should solve it? Ultimately asking them in return, how do you think we should solve it? Give me a couple of ideas on how you think we should solve it. And I always say IDS, so talk with them, determine what solve could look like, and then push them back out your door <laughs> so they can go solve it for themselves. <laughs> Otherwise, you've got quite the jungle of monkeys all in your office. Yes. Some days I feel like I can imagine it. Yes. Like, that's how I feel right now. Like, yeah. there's 12 <laughs> monkeys just playing in the office, and I have no control. <laughs> and it's crazy. I relate. Yeah, I completely relate to that. <laughs> not to take, not to totally de- derail our conversation. We can bring it back to data now, but um, no, no, no. That's a good component. <laughs> because ultimately, what happens though is once you have that vision component, you've answered all those eight questions, and you have your people component, right? People, right seats, and you've got solved the data component. That's when all these things start to bubble to the surface. Because you're really starting to solve things, but the real roots of stuff starts to show up, which leads you to the issue solving track. And the issue solving track is really laser focused on building the list. So first of all, getting everything out of your head and onto that list. And then it's called IDS. The second tool is IDS, which is identify, discuss, and solve. So the first is to identify, which is get to the root cause of the issue. We all as humans like to stay at the surface. We say this, but once you keep peeling back that onion, the root issue is way down underneath that onion, right? Okay. So get to the root issue. Then you start to discuss, ask clarifying questions, making sure you're on the same page, discuss what solve is, and then decide what solve is. Now, solve could simply be a to-do. So solving the issue for today is I need to go get that report. I need to go call the vendor. I need to call the client, whatever it may be. That could be solved for today. You go get that information and you bring it back. But whatever solve is could be something you say and it solves it forever off your off your plate forever. Or you just have to move it forward to keep moving towards a forever solve. So it's a very, it's just Until you experience going through IDS and solving a bunch of issues, it's hard to imagine, but it works so masterfully. Yeah. Well, I like how you brought up, it's not just happening in your quarterly or your annual meeting. It can happen in a one-on-one discussion with someone on the leadership team or a manager, or, you know, it's, it's a tool to be utilized on a regular basis in your business, not just, oh yeah, we do this during quarterly calls. Yeah, it's not just in quarterlies at all. And I'll speak to it in a little bit when we talk about traction, because it is one of the absolute key tools that we utilize while getting traction as well within inside of our meeting posts. Because the process component is the fifth 
key component. And the process component really is about getting every everyone doing it their own way doesn't work. So we want to be able to get everyone doing it together, right? Right. And so it's it's identifying your handful of core processes. What are they for you? What are your marketing, sales, HR, customer service? And then most businesses have more than one operations process. Just identifying what they are is the first step. And then, so then it's documenting those processes, making sure you get them all documented, simplified, and key point here, followed by all. That's the second part of the tool. So followed by all is getting everyone doing it the same way. It's pretty masterful doing it that way. So that's really the process component, which then in turn does lead you right to the traction component. And the two tools are there's the rocks, like I mentioned a little bit ago, which is about living your 90-day world and saying what are the three to seven most important things we get done in the next 90 days. Yeah. And I think it is important. I think they talk about, you know, you have this meeting, you start getting in there, but then, you know, the world of your business happens and like everybody, everybody's working hard to stay there, but you know, it just happens. And so even we're scheduling our next 90 day call and I'm like, okay, we need this. Cause I need to like refocus. Like, what are we doing? What, do we we all get yeah. So I think that 90 yeah. days is a very true gauge. It is so true. And every 90 days, we all get tired. We're all human. And I'm usually at about day 80. I'm like, okay, when is my quarterly? (laughs) I'm tired. I'm ready. I need to get re-energized with my team. But the second tool in the traction component is the meeting pulse. So you're referring to quarterlies, right? So it's living your 90-day world on a quarterly basis. And then every once a year, you're doing a two-day annual but also in the meeting pulse is what we call the level 10 meeting. So I always tell every team I meet with, no matter what, if you pick one tool, pick the level 10 meeting. Because the level 10 meeting is about keeping your circles connected. It's about keeping everybody on the same page together. That's where you've got five rules to a meeting, which is same day, same time, start on time, and on time, and same agenda. For a leadership team, it's usually weekly, 90 minutes, and you're laser focused. The first three things you're covering is you check in with each other, you get grounded, you say what's your personal best, what's your professional best together, and then you literally go through scorecard rocks and say just check in, reporting only. How did you do on those rocks? Are they on track, off track? How are you doing on your numbers? Are they on track, off track? And then it's simply a kind of a, we call the people headline. A people headline is what's happening? Is there anything that we all need to know about? Then you go to your to-dos, which are meant to be done in seven days, done or not done. And then 60 minutes of a 90-minute meeting for a leadership team is solving issues for the greater good of the business. And then, of course, you go to a conclude, next steps and conclude. It's called the L10 meeting simply so you can focus on having all your meetings be eight, nines, and tens and working great as a leadership team. So ultimately, those are the six key components at a very rapid pace. (laughs) And (laughs) that was impressive. It's almost like you've done this before and talked about it. Well, you know, 11 years in, a person has a tendency to, you know, say it a few times. 
But the goal is to be 80% strong in each one of those components. Okay. That's your goal. Most of the teams I start with are about 20% starting out, but your goal absolutely is to get yourself 80% strong in each one of those six key components. Yeah. Thank you so much for covering those level 10 meetings. We're actually going to do a deeper dive on those in our next episode, episode number 69, because they are such an amazing tool and so great for execution and follow through um, and transparency among your leadership team. So I want to address, I know you said that people mm-hmm. tend to be one of the biggest stressors. Yeah. What have you seen as a one of the biggest challenges in implementing EOS among business owners? Well, so structure first, people second. It's very hard to get that in our head. So structure first is saying, if I look down at my business and I'm working on it and I'm looking at it from a 30-foot view, what's the right structure for the business? So that's not people in seats or anything. And that's not always easy, right? Because we're just going, because we have a tendency to want to think about, well, James, I have James, where should I put him, right? No, we've got to go structure first. From a leader- so you're talking more like organizational structure? Yeah, so what level. you're thinking about when you, when you go through the book, a couple of things. One, when you read the book, Traction, it talks about visionaries and integrators. Okay, so there's five K key seats in every company. There's a visionary and an integrator. Now we take titles out of everything. So visionary is usually an owner. Integrator is the person who is ultimately the glue of the business, structured, organized, methodical, just knows how to hold everything together. Visionaries, oftentimes the owners, founders, just see the vision of the future. They're the ones that built it. But quite honestly, they're often, not always, but often ADD, little bit all over the place. So the beauty of it is, is when you have a visionary and integrator that are the perfect puzzle pieces together, most companies grow faster. Then the other key function is sales and marketing, operations and finance. So what is it for your business, right? Some businesses have a sales leader and a marketing leader. Some businesses have two key leadership seats in operations. So in construction companies I have, I have an engineering leader and I have a field leader, for example. It just varies on the business. And then finance, often IT, HR, uh, fall into a finance leadership seat. But I have had businesses that have an HR leader and an IT leader. So it really is about structure first. What does this business need for seats? Then you're putting in the five roles of the seat, being crystal clear on that seat of what those roles are. And then you build it out from there for all of the employees. Then you put names in seats. So again, structure's hard, people second, but there's always two scenarios that happen, right? So you have someone that absolutely you love and adore them, but the seat's too big or the seat's too small. To be honest, if you're working with me, I would convince you they didn't belong in your business if you didn't have another seat for them. That is if you are a for-profit business, right? But then the other scenario happens where you have someone who is so amazing, so really good at what they do, but they just always rub wrong with everybody, right? So they're the best programmer out there, the best engineer out there, or the best accountant, however you want to look at it, right? But they're rubbing wrong. Well, ultimately, 
that's not working either because they're affecting so many people around them. So you really want to have right people and right seats both married together to make a great fit for people. And that's where we all get frustrated because we're always trying to hold and it takes us forever oftentimes to make those hard decisions that really they aren't one of those others. And it's hard. We're human. Right. Always comes back to that people component. You can control processes. You can't control <laughs> <people>. <laughs> But usually what happens, like if you look at the data component and say a number's gone off track, most of the time it's either a people issue or a process issue. Uh, yeah. It's sense. the good old adage of, you know, sales are off track. Well, the economy's bad. Something's wrong with the product. Something's not right. Instead of going right at the sales leader and saying, you're the problem. We yeah. just don't naturally do that. Right. No, that makes sense. Well, yeah. and I want to address too, like you said in the beginning, because we did run through all of these things so quickly, it can yeah. seem very overwhelming for someone listening to this going, wait, I got to do what? How long <laughs> do I have? <laughs> How many things do I got to check off my checklist? So I know so you you mentioned some resources that are available to our listeners. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what those are and where they can go to find those? Yes. So for sure. So one of your resources definitely is the traction book, but also go to EOSworldwide.com. I'm happy to answer any questions for anyone. And it's C Dubay, D-U-B-E at EOS Worldwide. We Laser in on the foundational tools. That's what you're focused on. Foundational tools first. So we always say traction first, vision. Make sure we get them all aligned well together. Perfect. Thank you so much for offering that because I know that our listeners will find a lot of value there. So if you are interested in reading the traction book, we are actually running a fun giveaway. If you head over to our podcast and leave a review, Take a snapshot of that and email us at info at pjscpas.com. We will enter you into the giveaway to win a free copy of Traction by Gina Wickman. So don't forget to do that. It'll take two minutes of your time and it's a great resource. So before we wrap up this episode, do you have anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with, CJ? I would simply say this, um, focus on vision, traction, and healthy. That's the key thing to focus on. And always know 90 day world, 90 days at a time. Don't overwhelm yourselves. We're all human and we can do great work together when you have the right leadership team. Perfect. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time and we hope that maybe we can have you on someday in the future again to talk about traction or another piece of the puzzle um, in the future. So thank you so much, CJ. Absolutely. No, for sure. And I'm happy to do that and do a deeper dive on any of the six key components because there's there's a lot to rapid fire through, but there's a lot more that's there. And then also for you all too, that there are five books in the Traction Library. So the other thing that I would say, there's five books in the Traction Library. The first one is Traction, Get a Grip, is how to implement EOS in your business. Rocket Fuel is for visionaries and integrators. It kind of speaks to being a visionary and being an integrator. How to be a great boss is literally for anyone that's managing people. 
And then what the heck is EOS is for employees. So it's a great book for employees to understand why do I care about EOS? So the Traction Library books is very helpful for yourselves and for your leaders. And, you know, there's three different ways to implement EOS. One, of course, is going to the online tutorial base camp is what we call it. They'll find it on EOS Worldwide. There is reading the book Traction. And then you can always utilize an implementer as well. And if anybody, any of your listeners want help finding an implementer, just reach out to me and I'll help them find an implementer. I have a team at EOS Worldwide that reports to me. Uh, My team helps people find implementers all the time. Fantastic. Thank you so much, CJ, for sharing all of this great information and additional resources that we can all leverage to help make our businesses better. We appreciate it. And again, we are going to be linking to all of these great resources on the show notes for this episode, episode number 68. So you can find all of the links to the books, the online resources, CJ's contact information at pjscpas.com forward slash six, eight. One last big thank you to CJ Dubay for joining us for today's episode. And thank you to you all for listening this week. As always, keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.